Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Jason Mittman. Thanks for being on the show, Jason. It's a pleasure. Glad to join you. Jason is a founder and president and CEO of Mittman Real Estate. He's a licensed Texas real estate broker, CCIM, Society of Exchange Counselors, uh, SEC member, uh, and holds a degree in business from UTSA. He's invested in, owned, developed across the spectrum of real estate, including medical offices, multifamily, multi-tenant retail, land, hospitality, and single-tenant assets. Well, Jason, you, you've got a wide array of experience, and uh, you know, give our listeners uh, a little more background about your experience and how you got into this business. Uh, well, I got into the business at the wide uh, age of 18 in 1989. I was uh, mowing lawns and went to this uh, wealthy individual's home. And uh, uh, I mean, extraordinary. And I looked at his backyard and said, you know, I don't have any skill to cut this grass. You, you need a gardener. But if you'll teach me for free, I'd love to learn. And he was so impressed by my honesty, he kind of looked at me cockheaded and said, well, I don't have time to teach anybody, but thanks for your honesty. If you need anything, here's my card. And he gave me his card. And, you know, as any 17-year-old would do, you kind of scratch your head. And it had office, direct, and mobile. And this is 89. So I didn't know what direct was, so I called it. And about a week later, and I, he goes, Bob Jory, that was his name. He's a magnificent man. I said, Mr. Jory, my name's Jason Mittman, and I came to do a bid on your yard. He goes, I know who you are. What do you want? And I went, well, well, sir, I'd like to ask you a question. And then he goes, you just did. What do you want? He was always about time is your precious asset. And I said, well, I'd like to know how you're rich. Again, no, no, no adult would ever <laughs> ask that. <laughs> and there was this long pause. And he said, are you asking me how I make money or how I'm wealthy? I said, aren't they the same thing? He goes, not at all. Be at my office Monday at 9 a.m. It's a professional firm dressed appropriately. So I showed up. It's a giant law firm, huge, biggest in San Antonio, Texas. And they walked me down to the hall and he said, come in and had me sit down on one side of this enormous desk. And he said, I make my money as an attorney. I'm wealthy from real estate. Do you want to learn? And he took me under his arms for six and a half years and taught me everything. And it was almost like Karate Kid. Sweep this building and paint these pilings and join me at these real estate meetings. And this is what a financial statement is. And, you know, this is how you approach a banker. And uh, um, this is what matters. And this is what a lease is. And um, to this day, having that mentor in my life uh, combined with my competitive drive uh, and unwillingness to ever give up is probably what's what's gotten me through this far. Wow. So it's another uh, perfect example of you never know who you're talking to. That's exactly right. You right. never know who you're talking to. And, and just your honesty, just your blunt honesty really made a connection with him. That's exactly right. Honesty, hard work, and, uh, and uh, giving others respect are pretty critical keys in our business. Mm. So, so tell me what your, your focus is now. What do, what do you do? Um, the primary focus has always been buying value-add retail shopping centers and secondary markets near major cities. I want to take advantage of the big towns, 
but I don't want to pay the big town prices. And it's typically easier to get permits and the other things. Assets have been poorly managed, um, poorly maintained and take advantage of those. Now, I've also added where I'm focused on building medical buildings and strategic partnerships where we'll get a very large piece of dirt. They'll handle multifamily. They don't know retail. I'll do the retail or medical office. And there's a great synergy because you're essentially buying in bulk and paying a a discounted price. Um, so it's a little bit of everything, but more focused on new construction um, and then hedging, repositioning our retail to be more quote unquote Amazon proof if there is such a thing. So so retail is your focus or the biggest thing you're focused on right now? That's right. That's the bulk of my portfolio. And, you know, I know you have experience. Um, I mean, just uh, in, in a lot of different areas of real estate, you know, whether it's the medical office, multifamily, multi-tenant, all these things I listed out. So why retail? It's what my mentor knew. It's what he taught me. And so it's, it's what I delved into. And, and, you know, you, you learn from the giants before you, and that's the giant whose shoulders I stood on. And it's always been there. And over the years, I've had more great mentors and relationships, and that's afforded me the ability to, to diversify out and I'll continue to do so. There's so many things we could talk about, but, you know, mentoring is such a big question or, I mean, it's, I hear it so often. Do I need a mentor? Uh, you know, how do I know this is the right mentor for me? You know, all those questions that's when someone's trying to get in the business and, you know, maybe you could, you, it sounds like you could really speak to that. It is. And I try to mentor people an awful lot. And I, I think the fear is, it, it's fascinating. Everyone has a fear to ask someone to be their mentor. But here's the crazy part. I'm, I'm going to flip roles and I'm going to say, a, a young man approaches you with me. And this person wants to learn one of two things. Let's say he's 17 years old or a young lady approaches you and they've come from a tough background. They say, Whitney, I'd like to learn about real estate. Would you mind mentoring? You're going to say yes or no. I'm going to say sure. Everybody says yeah. yes, but everybody is afraid to do the ask. That's the challenge. You have to make the ask. And it's the same in real estate. You have to ask. You have to follow up. You have to write thank you notes. I'm a big believer in, in gratitude. But ask. And obviously, the best way to ask is first you go, well, who do I want to be like? Who do I want to emulate? Who is it that I consider a success? And you need to push yourself towards those people and you need to be around them. You need to demonstrate your desire to work and show up on time and in other key aspects and find those people. And, you, you know, without being harsh, we all have the same 24 hours a day. It's what we do with them. So if you're around people who are not like where you want to be, if you're around people that or what you were five years ago versus what you are 10 years from now, those aren't the right mentors. Those are anchors. And, and I know it sounds cruel. The best thing you can do for you and them is go find the right mentors. And then maybe someday you can go back to them and help them climb out. It does nothing for anyone to be around the wrong people to pull you back instead of the right mentors. Find out what you want to be. Find out who you want to be like. Now just go approach them and find them. So much about who you surround yourself with, mm -hmm. isn't it? You know, and a, a partner of mine or, or a uh, uh, somewhat mentor that I was speaking to this past week, I was in the military and it just hit me this analogy of, of when you're running in formation and the listeners who are prior military will understand, but when you're in the front of that formation, you know, the guy at the front left, you know, he's setting the pace. Mm -hmm. and, and when you're up there in the front running, you, you don't want to fall back. You know, it's like these other people are pushing you to go forward, you know, and, and I just like that analogy of being surrounded by those guys in the front. 
you know, and they kind of help keep you up there. That's exactly right. And they can learn. And, and I, you know, the smartest guy in the room is the one who's listening, not talking. And so find those mentors and listen and ask and grow. And it will be. And I do an exercise once every three months on time management. That's real simple. I write down a list of everyone I'm speaking to that I talk with more than five minutes a week. It's a free form, as many names as you can. Then I go do a lunch or go for a hike or go for a walk. And then I come back and I prioritize who on that list am I actually spending the most time with? Number one, three. And then I go through that list and go, who should I be spending the most time with? And then you have to repeat. And it might be the person you're spending zero time with. They're the ones you should be spending the most time with. And so you need to, to shift and you need to write down goals and say, these are the kind of people I want to be like. This are the kind of things to do. Because as we know, just like you're saying about that person that's setting cadence, it's the same as you own a private jet. Let's just say you get on and the pilot's waiting. You say, let's go. What's the pilot going to say? Where do you want to go? So unless you know where you're going, you're never going to get there. The mentors will help, but you got to set the pace. You have to pick where you want to go. You have to have goals. They need to be very action definable and, and you'll get there with good mentors. And, you, you know, again, the other thing is show up. And then I believe in relentless forward progress and never give up. We, we have first world problems. We, we will not have issues like the rest of the world. And if you just give up and keep going and rely on good mentors, you will eventually be successful in real estate. Most people just choose to give up. And obviously, yeah. honesty, reputation is everything, integrity. I really like what you just said, uh, never give up and how we just have first world problems. Yeah, you traveled to a few other third world countries and it really helped your perspective on our daily problems that we complain about, right? That's exactly right. So tell us, um, you know, maybe a little more about the mentoring or how the mentoring has changed through your career, you know, from, you know, that, that first mentor, obviously it took you under his wing and then you got some experience and you found other mentors or do you have many? Do you, you know, how often did that change? Gosh, not much. It changed from that core mentor to more of emulating key people and key business partners that I've been fortunate enough to be around. And, um, making sure I find the resources. So, and it's now shifted where I want to focus on mentoring and growing my team, my staff is best. How can I mentor them? How can I coach them um, combined with proper hiring? And that's, that's kind of the third leg is as you grow and you get to a larger business model in a, in a clarify, I started with nothing, zero, nothing. If I can do it, anybody can. I didn't go to a pedigree college. I didn't start with a big bank account. What I started with is a desire to learn, integrity, and you have to work your rear end off. Mm -hmm. And so now if I can mentor others, you can grow a company with that. So I make sure I hire very, very well. And if the hiring doesn't work out, well, they're gone. And Mandy, who's my right-hand person, every time I see her succeed... I push her more for more, for more, for more. So as a mentor, you should be doing that with those you're mentoring. And as a mentee, ask for more. It, it's quite a wonderful feeling when you see that person succeed. It, it's, it's like almost a child when you see him hit the first baseball. It's, it's wonderful. What are some, some issues that, you know, maybe you've seen as a, a mentor and a mentee, um, you know, of, of people just getting through that progress and, and progressing uh, maybe as fast as they could have, but they don't? Why, why is that? 
Um, they let their excuses guide them. They don't listen to advice. They're stubborn headed. Um, and, uh, you, you know, they fall back on a reptilian old, old brain that is terrified of failure. And, you, you know, they, they think I can't, or I won't, or I can't. And, you, you know, I, I run hundred mile trail races. I'm kind of crazy. And I've done seven day nonstop ultra expedition adventure races. And you're sleeping two hours a day and people go, I can't do that. And I can't do that. And I go, really? I can convince you to do it in 10 seconds. And I could, I could convince you right now to go out 30 minutes from now and go run a hundred miles and you do it. You just have to have a strong enough life. I told you the only way to keep your child alive was to run a hundred miles. You'd go through a mountain to do that. I didn't change your body. I changed your mindset. Mm. And so when you're mentoring someone, they, they have to get over failure. They have to, what they do is they see themselves in 10 years and that's like a rubber band. They go, Ooh, now they snap back to now. And then they see 10 years and they snap, just focus on the 10 years. We all fail, fail your way forward, grow, and you just don't give up. Statistically, mm. it's going to work in your favor because most people do give up. And when most people give up and you don't, you get what's left on the table. That's the bottom line. And mentees have to realize that. And those mentoring have to push too. And, and it, a, lot of, a lot of it is really just, I, I refuse when I get knocked down to not stand back up. And if I'm mentoring someone, I need them to know that. And also they need to, they need to take advice. And then there's some other basics you want a mentee to do. Again, integrity show up on time. Everybody, I don't care what your background is. You can work hard. You can shave or look okay. You can learn anything you need to know is on the internet. Now you can learn as much as you want or as little as you want. That's a choice. That's not a financial constraint. You can go, if you don't have a computer, you can go to the library. It's out there. That's a choice. I love that. It's incredible. It is a choice. I agree completely. And, you know, so how do you, how are you making sure that your, uh, you know, mentees are are prepared, you know, to, to keep going forward or, uh, you know, we had briefly, you know, you briefly mentioned like preparing them for battle, you know, and, you know, what does that look like and, and how do we know if we're prepared? Well, I'm very selective over the people I mentor and I follow up with them and I make them follow up with me and I let them know, you know, look, I don't want to fire you. My time is precious and I need you to work hard and I'm not always right. And I don't mind them being corrective to me. And I also coach people. But the thing is, is my coaching rate is very, very high. And I typically will say, look, this isn't working out. Save your money, go somewhere else. And it's the same thing, you know, and it's a one year progression or tell me what your goals are. And if I can help, I do. And if I can't, I push them elsewhere. And, and so a lot of that is accountability. And I'm held accountable by one of my business partners. We, we also have a chain of laundromats called Laundry Love, which is a whole other topic. It's community-focused to help lift the community that just happens to be in the laundry business. And we hold each other accountable every morning. It's called NFE. We hold, what is our workout that morning? And then we end it with NFE. And pardon my language, but NFE stands for no fucking excuses. Hmm. And if, if, I, if I didn't sleep well the night before, you get up and you do it. And it's the same with a mentee. Hold them accountable, find an accountability partner, and report to a man every day. NFE. Get it done. Period. 
So, you know, unfortunately, we're running short on time. But, uh, you know, as far as the 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 business aspect, or actually, we could just focus on the mentoring still. Um, you know, as far as the hardest part of, of mentoring other people um, or the hardest part of being a mentee, what, what, you know, how would you answer that? I'm being a mentee? Either or, being a mentor or a mentee. Doing things you don't want to do. Struggling where you don't want to and listening when you don't want to listen. Um, my real estate mentor, because I would always be off on the bike, bike racing, bicycle racing. He called me one day and he goes, damn it, Jason, if you would compete as hard in real estate as you do on that bicycle, you'd be a millionaire. And it was like, a li- I went, wait, what? I can compete in real estate? And it, it, it was like a light bulb. And I was stubborn before that, you know. And as a mentor, you also have to realize, am I really doing that person the best I can? Or should I be focused elsewhere? And that's very hard on someone because, again, there's 24 hours a day. What are you doing with yours? If you can't help that person, you have to, you have to cut your, your losses and find someone you can help. And that's very tough. And you need to have that conversation with them because by doing so and truly cutting the losses, that may be what they need. Mm. You know, and you come up with a plan, you come up with goals and you hold, you hold everyone accountable and you make sure, again... It's a system just like every, everything else. You can even make checklists. Are you hitting these on this time frame? One of the best ways to do it is, okay, you're a young person, you want to learn. Why don't you intern with me for a semester? And if they go, oh, I, I can't do that. Well, that, that answer is right there for you, your criteria. So Jason, what's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? My mentors and... Uh, you know, we're, we're, you and I are in the business of, of frankly, uh, getting knocked down. Mm. Um, it is a tough business and you lose a lot of deals and a lot of unscrupulous people in this industry because you can make a lot of money and there's greed and mentors. And, and I, I mean, when you wake up in the middle of the night in sheer panic that you're going to lose it all, you take a breath and you go fight anyways. You, you just keep going and then you remember the worst thing that can, again, I'll use you as an example. We don't know each other, but I guarantee if you were to go bankrupt tomorrow, the people who love you in your life, they're not going to let you starve. Mm. You'll probably rebuild it faster because you'll be more hungry. You won't lose having some form of a bed or clean sheets and a hot shower. Those that surround you, and that's the worst case. So you really don't have anything to lose. It's hard, it's hard to remember that though. This is scary. So uh, what are you excited about in your business right now? Mm, gosh, I'm excited. I've got a two-story, 26,000 square foot medical office building. We're about a month from completion. We've had rain delay after rain delay. It's terrifying because um, we're it's for a big hospital system and they don't like it when you're late to deliver. Um, I'm a member of the Society of Exchange Counselors, which is an amazing organization, and we've got a meeting coming up. And if you're, if you if you qualify as a real estate agent, you can get someone to recommend you in. The meetings are amazing, so I'm excited about that. And in general, this year, I, I'm looking forward to the leaves getting shaken. I like disruption. I like when the economy in our industry gets rough because a lot of people go away. The prices get a little bit better, and then you have easy pickings for better value. I like that economy. 
Yeah. Is there a way you'd like to give back other than mentoring? Um, yeah. So I've got a couple of passion projects. One is this laundromat chain. The goal is 500 locations in 10 years. I, I believe in big goals, but I've got incredible partners. One's a, a three-tour uh, uh, Airborne Ranger, and the other one is a, a heck of a business guy. And um, so I'm passionate about that. And then we're starting a veterans park in North Austin, Texas, um, to dedicate hopefully in the next year. So those, those are some things I'm pretty excited about right now. That is exciting. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. And, uh, tell the listeners how they can learn more about you or, or get in touch with you. Um, the best way, uh, would probably be through our website to take a quick look. And that's, uh, the holding company over all the different companies is only Epic, like an Epic day. And it's, just like the, the word is, no, n- nothing special about only epic, O N L Y E P I C dot com, only epic.com. And that's a great way to look about myself and our key team members that are up there and, and uh, see about some of the different holding companies we have right now. Nice. Well, Jason, you've provided so much great content and value to the listeners. And, and uh, just really, I want to thank you for that and being on the show. I hope the listeners will connect with Jason and also go to LifeBridge Capital and connect with me and schedule a call. And also go to our Facebook group where we can all learn uh, from experts like Jason and grow our business together. And we will talk to each of you tomorrow. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.